Well, welcome to the Deliberate You podcast series where we bring you our best thinking on various topics related to running a business, but with our slant. You know, we at Deliberate You believe that work is worship and that God uses entrepreneurs like you to help advance his kingdom. As such, it is our calling to teach tested strategies for personal growth and development, offer practical tools to accomplish your dreams and goals, and come alongside to support deliberate incremental change that is rooted in the application of timeless truths. This podcast is part of a series looking at the area of recruitment, from finding candidates to even consider through, through to the onboarding experience. Now we're recording this in the fall of 2021 during a time of much difficulty for business owners to find employees to fill a variety of roles. So we hope that you'll find the time to engage with this entire series. I have with me around the table, uh, Bria Robinson, our client experience manager, Chip Robinson, business leadership mentor and partner, and myself, Matthew Eckert, your host and a senior consultant with Deliberate You. So in this podcast of the series, we want to be want to look at the topic of recruiting. How do you even find people that you can consider hiring? If no one knows about your company and the opportunities, then you have no one to even interview, which we'll go into later. So we actually have developed an ad campaign checklist that we want to talk about. But first, Bria, you've done a lot in this area. In fact, you're in the middle of helping a client hire a few people right now. High level. What are some of the key things we should be discussing here that clients would even consider before we even get to specifics of an ad campaign checklist? That's a good question. Um, so essentially, if we go back to thinking about recruiting as marketing, we really are looking for our ideal client. And so what does what's compelling about our ads? What's Where are the people hanging out? You need to make sure that you have like a marketing plan, you need to have a recruiting plan that is similar. You need to make sure that you know a little bit about your ideal team player, ideal, I call it ideal client, but ideal team member. You need to make sure that you understand where they hang out. You want to make sure that you have an ad that will reach them. And then there's a lot of things like search engines and, and how to make sure that you have the keywords, things like that. So high level, I'd say it's a lot like a marketing campaign. And being a marketing expert is similar to being a recruiting expert. So you just probably blew the mind of some business owners. Marketing? Like they, they can see how they're going to market their product. But how does seeing hiring people as a marketing campaign maybe help? Now, if you want to drop in here too or Bria, just how does marketing just help you kind of maybe get better at this versus it's not marketing? Yeah, Chip. When you think about it from a big picture perspective, then it looks at, so what are my web presence look like, mm -hmm. right? So on my website, do I have a, you know, a recruiting page or a page that is targeted towards recruiting? Talking about the company, talking about why someone would even want to work here. Like that's just a basic starting place. So my website's not just about getting clients. Uh, it's not about at getting, all. It's about, so how important is that? How, the, why your website <clears throat> looks as far as recruitment? That's an interesting con context. Well, again, it depends on the industry you're in. Okay. It depends on where you know, what your competitors are doing that way. Like, you know, certainly when you go out there and look at the marketplace today, you see people saying, yeah, you know, starting wage, 20 bucks an hour and a hiring bonus, for example. When you're competing against stuff like that, yeah. you're like saying, okay, great. What are all the things I can do that will really make our company stand out, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's also even looking and saying, so, you know, can you effectively leverage your team, your team internally? 
Like, would they be part of your advertising and marketing campaign? Will they refer people in? Are they excited about working there, right? So Bria's got the ad campaign checklist, right? Which is really looking at your, are you clear on your marketing messages? So your why someone should want to work for you versus all the other options they have out there anyway, right? And then additionally, how do you attract that ideal client where or ideal uh, team player, okay. right? Where do they hang out? Where, where do you need to be getting your messaging in front of them? And is your messaging aligned with and attracting the right kind of person? So once they engage in your prospecting funnel, if yeah. you will, yeah. they're going to stick and they're going to get more and more excited as they go through that process about who you are as a company, about what could be possible for them, right? Because you don't want to be, again, to, I hate playing the game, whether it's marketing or uh, in this recruiting thing, at a level playing field. I don't want to be out there competing against everybody else so that everyone's just looking at it saying, it's only about wage. It's only about time off. It's only about, no, no, no. I want to be competing out there saying, wow, this company looks different. Wow, this company looks like a, a, a forever place for me, a place where I could land, where I could learn and grow, and where I could have a long-term career. That's what I want to be, you know, portraying yeah. because that's kind of a game changer. You know, again, a lot of people may not be looking for that, but some are. Mm -hmm. And those are the people I ideally want to attract because those people I can keep. Yeah, you can see how we're using kind of interchanging language, client and staff, but in reality, recruiting staff is like trying to recruit clients. You got to change your mindset. And for those of you listening, maybe the first thing you have to do, look at your website and look at your social media presence because you can be sure that potential people, even if they know about your company, before they call you, they're looking at your website and what do you have on social media? And if, it, if it's lame, if it's not up to date, that's saying something about you as well. Bree, you got a thought here before we jump to the checklist. Yeah, I was just going to say that I think a lot of this comes back to what kind of market we're in right now. Where mm -hmm. Right now we have a labor shortage. So in the past, we didn't have a labor shortage. So people would be lucky if they mm -hmm. got a job. Like They're like, oh, yes, I can get a job. Let me sign up here. But now, and we were able to be like, oh, no, you're not good. You're not good. And it was a one-way conversation of do you measure up to what I want? But now we're in a place where we have a labor shortage and we want the people to want us as well. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is that there's a lot of people that want them to work for them. And so we need to make sure that we stand out against the competition. And it's really hard if you think that it's all about money because money, there's a shortage of money. I mean, money is not abundant. So what can we add on to sweeten the deal? And that's where the whole becoming a great place to work really comes into play because for people now, people are realizing there's more than just money to life mm -hmm. and they want to have purpose and they want to have a job that really fuels them and fires them up. And so that's why we want to really focus on this whole idea of culture mm -hmm. in our compelling workplace. And it's interesting, you know, for many of our clients, uh, sales is actually not the issue right now. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have to go and recruit sales, so to speak. It's almost like flip. Now we're marketing us to find the employees to actually deliver on the sales we're getting. So, hey, let, let's jump into this checklist. And for those of you who are not aware, uh, DeliverU's got some amazing tools. If you're one of our clients, uh, there's a great toolbox that we offer you. And one of them is this thing called the ad campaign checklist. We're going to talk through these seven points. 
But what it does for you is helps you think through, boy, have I actually thought about these things. So we'll talk about them and you can have access to this as well. But number one on this checklist is the word compelling. You, for any ad you do, where the ad is, whether it's on Indeed or through social media or even on your website, does the ad provide a vision of what it's like to work with you, including your values, what you stand for, descriptors of your team, etc. So uh, what could this be looking like? Uh, why is this so important? This is number one on the checklist. Does the ad provide a vision of what it's like to work with you? What's What's going on here? Yeah, so I think the big thing why this is at the top of the checklist is because one of the things that I noticed when I was working through some people's ads is that they weren't necessarily thinking about who was going to be reading it and if they were exciting the person who was reading it. Okay. They were just thinking about, here's our company, we um, drive cars, or we do this, or or we paint walls. That's, that's our company. If you want to work here, we pay this amount. And to me, when I read it, I wasn't excited. And one of the big things that I want to breed in this ad is excitement. So starting out with something that's almost like a hook at the beginning of your ad is something that I like to that I like to start out my ads with. That's what that could look like. Additionally, we always include our values and a little bit about our vision in our ads. So then people make sure that they can see a little bit more of what our company is like. And it's not just about do you have these qualifications. It's about a lot more than that. So I think that's that's the biggest thing. For why does the, the mm. why does it need to be compelling? Is again, we're trying to attract people. We want people to read it, and we want the right person to read it and be like, "Wow, that's the company for me. I'm gonna apply." Mm. So once again, if you haven't done the hard work of your core values and vision mission, that's a whole conversation, right? Or if you think you have, but it's simply a poster somewhere, and if you don't know what what it means, then that's another conversation for sure. But even you said that, Bria. I'm guessing, would it be useful to even spend some money to create, let's say, a three or four minute video, which gives a sense of here's what it's like to work with us. And it might be might be worth some money for that. That was a good idea. Even on that, just put a check. He, he link, here's a link to who, what it means to work here. Is that something a good idea? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've had we've had quite a few clients make that. And back to even the website thing that we were talking about earlier. We had a client who they said, we don't need a website for um, our customers because it's all like B2B. They, they just come to us. They don't need a website, but we need a website for the people that we're hiring. So we literally created a website with this with the sole purpose that potential applicants are going to look at this. So let's make it really intriguing for them. So we had a video like that. We had the team page really highlighted. It was really easy to see. But it's just all about like a video. Video for people, people don't like to read necessarily. Mm. Video is a nice way to really get a feeling. And then you actually see people's faces and names who are working there. Remember, you don't want this video to just be like the owner who's a talking head the whole time. We want storytelling. We want to have different people sharing their experience. And then later on, when someone's um, in, in the application process, you can even give them someone's name to say, hey, why don't you call this person from our company? They'll tell you the ins and outs of working here, what it's like. And then that person could be someone from the video. So they could have watched the video and then they're able to talk to this real person who is going to tell them, you know what? Here's the reality of working here. It's really great. They do this, this, and this. They might tell them some bad things, but guaranteed in that sort of situation, the good will overshadow the bad. And I think that's part of, part of this ad as well as we need to give a realistic preview. That's one of the things when I'm writing an ad that's really difficult is 
wanting to make sure that as much as I have your vision and values, I want to talk to you and say, okay, is this what's happening? Because I don't want to paint too pretty a picture. Mm -hmm. And then they arrive and they're like, wow, these people are liars. Mm -hmm. They gave me this whole beautiful picture. And then I was like, nope, that is not what, what I experienced. So how do we make sure that that really comes to life? Back to the values discussion. Is that Are those values on your wall? Or are they like living and breathing through the people? Compelling. So, hey, this takes a bit of work up front. Chip, any quick thoughts you want to throw about the compelling things you've seen or not seen as far as how to make this thing compelling, the importance of that? Well, it's interesting on that side because I think for, for even as Bria was saying, you know, it's, it's perfectly legitimate then for you to share with people that saying, you know what, we are just starting on this journey. But we're committed. Hmm. This is where okay. we're going. An honesty piece there. Yeah. An honesty piece is saying, we are looking for people that are willing to be part of building this out. Okay. Right? And I, as the owner, for example, am willing to have you hold me accountable okay. to live into this. Hmm. That's a pretty compelling piece to share with someone. Okay. And there, and people, again, too, you know, the Gen X's, and uh, they are looking for meaning and purpose. Hmm. And they're looking to build something beyond, you know, what's just going to be a paycheck for themselves or just a paycheck for the owner, mm -hmm. but to be a part of something where they're making a difference. Okay. So compelling step one, this is only step one of seven. So checklist number two though, is there a short overview of what the day-to-day -day responsibilities of the role are? Boy, I've seen ads where kind of they're so big picture and some of the things, Oh, I want to be part of that. But they realize that this job actually simply involves a shovel and digging holes and doing this, right? So you gotta be honest about it. So how does this help and give a realistic picture, but still be compelling, I guess. So the overview of the data responsibilities, how does this look like? And, and once again, it can't be like 85 points either. So what's the balance here, Bria, talk to that. Yeah, that's why it says short overview, because I've seen two sides of the coin. One side is, it looks beautiful and wonderful. And I'm like, ooh, I'd like to work there. And then I talk to them and realize I have to use a shovel all day. And personally, that's not the job that I'm looking for. And so you're just going to get a whole bunch of the wrong candidates. On the other side of the coin, you have the people who have a three-page hmm. bullet point list that's all must-haves or here's all the individual tasks that you might show up on a random day on, on Friday the 13th of February or something like that. This is the task that you might have to do. Well, I don't need to know that when I'm applying. So really the short overview of the day-to-day -day responsibilities, I would say that goes back to being a realistic preview. Mm. Um, you need to understand what does the job actually entail? What is it going to look like? When I'm hiring for a bookkeeper, I need them to know that they're not going to be talking to clients every day, all day, because that's not their job. Okay. Their job is to fill out the books and they may get to talk to clients a few times. Maybe they'll probably talk to them a few times, but not all the time. So I think the realistic day-to-day -day responsibilities is giving them an idea of what it might look like. And then they can say, okay, is this going to work? And then it's short because I don't want to be bored with a whole page of must-haves and qualifications. It also means that as a role description, it will be part of the role description. A role description allows you to not say, oh, well, actually going and picking up the bank um, money from the bank on Friday because Lewis is sick. is That's not part of my job, so I'm not going to do it. It gets you out of that whole feeling. So that's the short overview of the day-to-day. -day. How do we how do we how do we figure out the piece there? Okay, there's four or five things maybe have there. And an app can say, well, I can do three of those, but I can't do two, but I'm willing to learn. So how do you kind of word it in such a way that someone says, you know, you're not disqualified because you necessarily can't have it done, 
or can't see yourself doing things, but you're open to it. Is there a language to use there that kind of opens it up? Because otherwise I, I might not apply. Yeah, so I always start my ads off with language, or not start them off, but part with through the ad. I'll always have something to say that we are hiring based on values and a fit with the organization, not based on um, their qualifications or their um, things that they can do because we do believe that this can be taught. Okay. So I do have, I do usually add something in the ad that tells you that, but I think it's also about, I will have a day-to-day -day, uh, responsibilities and then I'll have uh, must-haves okay, okay. for the ad. So, so certain must skills have that you made, must have before you, you must have them, okay. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, and in there I might say like, let's say there's something that's must-haves I might put something as preferred, so then people still feel okay. like they can apply. Okay, yeah. so it's important to go chip any things to thought add there. Have you seen this work or not work as far as res the responsibilities list goes and need to have and not haves and that kind of thing? Or <laughs> well, I think it's just it's it's looking to create clarity for people. Okay, right, okay. clarity of expectations. Okay, so that they're aligned. It's the honesty thing here too, right? Say, so, hey, just you know, you're going to do this. So if it doesn't interest you. Like it's not worth applying for. So, okay, that was number two. So once one, compelling. Secondly, overview, what's the day-to-day -day look like? Um, three though, does your ad include a few key things that they get for working for you? So here's the interesting thing. It's all around what's the compensation, like salary, are there benefits, uh, personal development, what's the vacation, are there team days, all that kind of stuff. How much detail is important in this whole piece? How much do you want to give versus... Yeah, make get people to talk to you, right? Because some people may just be looking for if it doesn't say twenty two dollars an hour, I'm not even gonna apply. And how do you find the balance and all this stuff? Well, yeah. So I think there there's a bit of differing opinion here sometimes. Mm. But so one of the things that I like to say is I like to keep the compensation range in there. Could be from seventeen to twenty five dollars an hour. Could be an example range depending on experience. Okay. Um, I like to put that in there because. At the end of the day, people are looking for a job to make them money so yep. they can have a living. And if it's if someone's used to receiving $50 an hour and they think that your job is going to work for them, you might not find out until the final interview that actually that compensation is not going to work for them. And then you will have wasted your time and they will have wasted their time because really there's no way that they're going to work for you for $22 an hour and there's no way you can afford them for $50 an hour. It's just not, it's just not practical. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing on compensation. And then I like to add everything else in there if I can, because some companies don't have benefits. And if you don't actually have like the benefits that are like dental and health benefits, there are other benefits that your company has and it's helpful to add those in to, so to speak, sweeten the deal. So like, okay, so I don't have my medical and my dental benefits covered, but I do have like unlimited vacation days, or I do have two weeks of vacation days. If it's more just what everyone gets, just don't add it in. Okay. But if it's something that you're adding on as something extra, like you can take vacation whenever you want, or you can have three weeks of vacation at the first year, four weeks, second year, things like that. That's something in addition that you're adding that sets you apart from other companies. Chip, I want you to talk about the area of management hires. So someone's trying to hire a manager, maybe a key sales manager, a general manager, kind of a different perhaps thing. There may be salaries more negotiated. So what do you, how do you talk about this in an ad 
to kind of recruit people that may need me looking for a job, but they're just intrigued with what you did. So anything, your experience, actually you've worked with a lot of executives and GMs over the years, and how have you seen ads work well as far as what it includes <coughs> and what intrigues people? Well, it's interesting that way because uh, I would say the number one thing is culture. Okay. Right. The number one thing I'm looking for in a manager or a leader is culture mm -hmm. because I need someone that's going to model the way okay. and that a leader in any role. So whether it's a supervisor up to an executive level, their job is to influence culture and to model the way. So that's my number one thing. And the number one thing actually I can attract the right candidate for is the right cultural fit. Now, the money has to be there, too, because that's important. But the money can then again be presented as a range. Yeah. And so we're in this range. Uh, but uh, uh, I am looking again to with a manager or executive, they're going to much more liable to do the research of looking at your website, of looking at your social media presence, because they understand that they need to have a culture of an organization where they're going to thrive, where they're going to be able to do their best work. Because if they're not able to do that, then uh, if you're not a good fit for them, uh, then uh, there's no point in even uh, uh, applying. So there you got it again, people. Uh, what's your website look like in social media? Um, this is an important piece. I know for myself personally, you probably, those listening, you hear about a company, what's the first thing you do, right? You go check their website and it tells you something about them. So we'll toss it out there again. But uh, that's that whole piece of what your ad has and what you the people get working for you. There's, there's some practical things there which are important. Okay, number four, are you using industry keywords? Now, why is this so important? Like what's so critical? People are, what am I, and how do I even find my industry keywords? Is this important as far as advertising for jobs? Yes, it's very important. And I think this goes back to marketing mm -hmm. and SEO and what's SEO for those who don't know search engine optimization. What does that mean? So essentially it is how do the search engines find you? So if you're what are the people going to be searching for? Mm. So let's say you're hiring for a roofer and you thought that it'd be fun to call them a roofing handyman. <laughs> Okay. Or, 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 or an exterior design enhancement specialist. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so you're going to call it an exterior design enhancement specialist. Well, you're probably going to have like an interior designer who's going to mm. look at this ad and they're going to be like, no, thank you. Or an exterior designer who's going to look at this and say, again, no, thank you. So you need to make sure when your ad is titled correctly, otherwise mm. it's not going in front of the right people. Um, even like Indeed and Google uh, Jobs, they all are indexed by keywords. So that means that there are people who may not even be looking for jobs, but they're kind of like, I'm always on the hunt. I'm kind of, I could leave if I found the right opportunity. They're getting weekly emails into their inbox telling them, these are great jobs for you. And if your job is not actually using the right keywords, your job's not going into the inbox. And so that's the important thing to say, okay, so you're not actually getting in front of the right people. So without using industry keywords, in your title and then also throughout your ad you're not going to reach the right people so, and so how do you get those yes, how do you know yeah. what, what those are, are? What, what are my industry key? Um, as you as you talk i know some companies like to try to create some cute i'll call them cute the job description or job titles this is not going to work for you here your job title has to be as close to what you're actually doing to allow it to rise to the top of search engines so people can know about this, right? But yeah. yeah, so back to the thing is, how do I find my industry keywords? 
So I think a few things. One of my biggest resources that I've noticed is asking people on the team who are in that role, mm-hmm. asking them one, I ask them to look over the ad to also see if it's compelling. I ask them to say, okay, read over this. If you saw this ad, would you apply or would you not? Okay. Um, not necessarily knowing like if they love their job, like whatever, that doesn't really matter. But in this moment, if you were looking for a job and you saw this, would you apply? Um, and then also asking them what kind of keywords would they be using when they're looking for a job? Then the other thing is you can do some Google searches. If you can find uh, okay. similar jobs to what you're looking at, you can try and see if they what, what titles they're using and see if those resonate for your um, your ideal your ideal team member who might actually be on the team. So words, words, I'm here to talk, I'm going, I've seen so many ads that say general laborer. Not good is my guess, right? Because it's like, well, there's so many general labor jobs in all kinds of industries. Or is that, could that be part of it? And then you kind of have more words because that's that, first of all, general labor doesn't sound compelling either. But yeah, I think it, I think it kind of depends. General labor could work um, because I think there is, for some roles, there is like just like a general laborer could work across different industries. Okay. Um, if you're looking for a roofing labor or a laborer to work outside, it'd be helpful to say something about that in the job title, like maintenance. Um, I guess I guess you'd probably call it like lawn maintenance worker or something like laborer. Um, but you want it, you do want to make sure that they know it's going to be outside. Okay. Like a general laborer could be someone working in a factory, would be my guess as okay. well. Yes. So I think you're, you're the, the big thing and what we got to distinguish here between is putting in the right keywords so yeah. that you index. Yep. Okay. That's one piece. Okay. The other piece then is how do I make my ads stand out? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a different question altogether. And that's the part where we talked about the, the, com- the compelling right? compelling yep. piece. Okay. So you've got to separate those two things. Yep. And that's the mistake people make is they make the thing, okay, okay, let's call this something cute, right? Yeah. Or something that's really compelling in the... In, because you're not going to index. Okay. okay. And that's... And, and I think the other general laborer thing is, we, right now we do have a bit of a shortage in terms of laborers or skilled laborers. And so one of the things with that job title is it would open you up to more people. A general laborer would open you up to a whole bunch of people versus if you just segmented it onto roofing or just segmented it onto some other industry, it won't necessarily reach as many people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And once again, those of you listening is you are at the mercy of the search engines. Whether you think it's good or not, whether you like it or not, you people, most people are going to be going online and searching. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn the ways. And once again, if you need help with this, connect with us. We'd love to help you and guide you through this process, but you are at their mercy. So get used to it (laughs) and you have to you know, go play by their rules. And that means using industry words, which is going to be so important. So, okay, let's go to number five of the seven. Uh, did you give the applicants an overview of what you are looking for? And how does this unique from what we've just talked about? What are you thinking about here? And, and that kind of piece. So that would be the kind of like the must have qualification okay, section. Okay. What am I looking for? And I think, so a few things, one, it allows them to highlight. So, one allows them to highlight what they have, so what what they bring to the table. Um, but even if they don't have that, it allows them to look over and say, okay, I actually don't have those things, so I'm probably not a fit. Or I have most of those things, and they said, this one's a preferential thing, so I might actually be able to be a fit. So let me apply. So that's like a helpful, almost like a sieve for them to decide if they're going to apply. And then after they've applied, 
they are then able to highlight those things in their application. So they can make sure their resume is showing those things off instead of maybe just having them at the bottom. Okay, okay. I'm thinking this too, what you're looking for. It could be, I'm looking actually with someone with very little experience because I'm willing to train. Yeah, And so exactly. here it is. Or as an organization may say, you know what, I'm actually very open to hiring someone who you know, may have not been in the workforce for 10 years. So please hire, or perhaps you found yourself incarcerated and you know what, you're getting out. If you're an organization that, you know, we're actually open to hiring people who maybe, you know, have been marginalized. Like that's an important, I think, to put here saying, yeah, we're, we're good with this. Yeah, and, and I think that could be a highlight for them. Yeah, and that, and that would be, again, like giving them hope in that situation. Okay. Like if you if you have someone who feels like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have a chance, I'm not even going to apply. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they'll see this ad and then they'll say, okay, I actually could have a chance, so I'm going to apply. Okay, okay, okay. So it might be the difference between someone applying and not applying, which could be the difference between you hiring them and never even knowing they existed. So. Okay, okay. Any quick thoughts here, Chip, before we go to the next one? Overview, what you're looking for, you're good with that. Anything around management? Because this has been your area, key leaders, GMs, things that you kind of want to talk to there. I know that's a key, been a key. You've coached so many people and... You've hired a number of you know key management people over the years and executives as well as you've run companies. So hmm. words that talk to them because often I think in management you're probably often hiring people who aren't necessarily looking to move. Oh, they're just they're open to it. They're intrigued, but it's more of a sell perhaps for those who just need work, right? So the key ones you probably want don't need work, but you'd love to have them. So how do you? language this piece i guess i'm right <laughs> well it's interesting on that side because i'm thinking back to a uh, at one point in time i was uh, responsible for all the u.s sales of a 20 million dollar company and we were looking to aggressively grow so we put in place a strategy to hire senior level salespeople, and we were paying we a headhunter okay right? yeah. uh 100 grand a person wow. for who we okay. hired right and we ended up hiring six and this was the best hunt headhunter. We spent a year looking for the person. We hired six, and one of them lasted. Wow. More than, I mean, so it's, this is complicated and a lot of work, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And we we had a great culture. We had a great product, right? I mean, it was like, it was brutal mm -hmm. that way. So again, you know, part of the strategy here is saying, you know what, I certainly am looking at Hiring people. So for myself, when I'm looking at this whole thing, one of the core strategy for me tied to a great place to work is that I am going to groom and grow talent. Okay. So if mm -hmm. I want an executive, right, uh, or someone that can take on a senior role in my company, yeah. I would way rather bring them in at a more junior level now, okay. someone with potential that's a great cultural fit that can grow and grow them versus try and hire in someone at a senior level because my probability of failure is just way too high okay. Okay. and way too costly okay. for us as an organization. So having that mindset that I'm going to grow and develop people is a, that is a core from okay. my perspective. So as an owner, once again, how you present this is going to intrigue certain people or not, right? So what you're looking for is a really important to find that language. And once again, if you need help, We'd love to come alongside to help. Okay, two two more to go. Uh, wow. How is the ad length? Interesting. You don't want to bore people from reading it. You don't want like 16 pages, but you don't want to leave out important details. So, Bria, what's what's the rule of thumb these days as far as ad length goes? And is it different for a social media post versus an indeed post or other posts? Like what do you what are you thinking here? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. So I think I think one of the things is to to clarify things. Usually, I will have like a base ad that's on Indeed um, or another um, ad company like you can do Google Jobs or anything else. There's another one called Canada Jobs as well that you can post on. I have a base ad like that where people can apply through there and it organizes all my applicants and all that good stuff for when I'm doing my screening. But then you have another ad that you might write for social media and then you would link in your bio in your social media or if you have enough followers in your story, you'd put a link in there to link to that ad on Indeed. Okay. So the in, the Instagram or the Facebook ad is almost like the teaser ad to get someone to go to your ad on your uh, Indeed. And ideally, you don't want them to be the exact same. Because a lot of people think that you can just copy the first paragraph and then put it in. Mm. And like, I mean, I've done that sometimes too, just because it's easy, but it's not going to work because then they're going to read it and then they're going to read it again and they'll be annoyed. Um, and then they might not read the rest. So the ad length though, in terms of your Indeed ad or your wherever you're posting your ad, I like to say, I, I try and make my ads about a page long. Um, and that would be like an eight and a half by 11 page long with, I don't know, like 12 point font. But again, it goes into Indeed and it goes a little bit different, but that's how long I like to make them. And I like to break it up based on like different paragraphs. So like there's a section at the beginning and then I have bullet points and, and a section at the end. But I think it also depends on the ad that you're hiring for because some people want to read more, some people want to read less. And I think that is important because depending on your ideal team player again and the job that you're hiring for, they're not going to want to read. Not everyone's going to want to read a longer ad, but some people in certain jobs will want to read a longer ad as long as it's compelling. Okay. So it's, it's a bit of a both and sort of okay. back to the compelling and the ad length. Want to make sure you have the important details like all these things that we've mentioned here, but then also want to make sure that you don't bore them. So it's a bit of like a game yeah. to figure there's, that there's out. There's probably a nuance too, right? And this is what's the position you're hiring for. So as Chip, if it's an executive general manager, there's a whole different length and maybe there's a, a partial ad and if you're interested, there's a maybe a longer one you send later versus I, I simply want to hire someone who's going to literally dig holes and put trees in the ground. Okay. You know what? That's a quarter of a page. Here's it is. And, and I guess that's a piece, right? Chip, you want to say something or is that? No, I was going to say too, again, if it's a field worker you're hiring, it's very different, right? Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. way shorter, it's yeah. way punchier, and it's, you know, get to the point, okay. right? And we love to create all kinds of beautiful verbiage sometimes, but sometimes the verbiage is for a conversation and not not there. So it's, it's really good. Hey, so one last thing. Did you include appropriate images? What's this all about? Like, what do you mean images? Is that critical to kind of do? Like, what's pictures worth? Well, again, it goes back to compelling and realistic. Are you showing a picture of what your people in your company look like? Do they look like they're having fun? Do they look like they're actually people who work for you? I know stock images can sometimes be the easier route to go, mm. but eventually people are going to realize they don't actually see the guy that looked like his name might be Greg in the stock image. They don't see him working. So where's this guy? Oh, that's a stock image. Okay, perfect. That doesn't that, that that gave me an idea of what this culture is gonna look like. So I think a lot of it is about do you have photos of your team? Do you have photos of your logo? Do you look professional? Because a lot of people want you don't want to hire sorry, you don't want to apply for a company that doesn't look like it will be there tomorrow. Okay. Or you don't want to apply for a company that's just gonna say, We'll pay you cash today, and then the next day uh you you hurt yourself and realize they have no WSIB 
and now you can't work for the next six months yeah. as an example. So you want to make sure you're working for a professional company and you want to make sure you're working for a company that looks like it's uh, fun and actually has the vision playing out in the real life. And images provide that. Once yeah. again, it goes back to the compelling and the honesty piece we talked from the beginning. You're, make sure your pictures are honest. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you don't want a picture of a certain person working with kind of certain clothing, whatever else. And it's actually not the reality. So very critical. Hey, this has been great. Hey, this is our tool. We have our ad campaign checklist. Went through seven things. If this is intrigued you, you want more information, hey, let us know. And love to chat with you. If you're one of our clients, you know how to get a hold of us. If not, deliveryou.com. And I'd love to chat with you further about this. So this has been part of our recruitment series. More to come. And we trust you will listen to this entire series.